Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Nerds, the weekly podcast where we break down nerdy news of all sorts. I'm your host, Joel Wagner, and with me, as always, is me, Juan Guerra. A little bit different than normal. It's just the two of us right now. So, uh, normal host Rudy is uh, right now celebrating the birth of his child. Yeah. I, was, I don't have a button. I nope, didn't, no button for I, it. I didn't have it ready. Just, here we go. Yeah, there we go. And then our good friend Steve Kingpin is uh, performing yep. at a cancer benefit, right? Yep. So some goodwill and some new uh, new faces on this planet while we talk to you all. So yeah. welcome back, episode 57. This is either going to be the best episode ever <laughs> or the weirdest episode ever. So buckle up, bitches. It's yep. going to be a good one. It'll be good. Yeah. So we're going to get right to it and uh, move on to movies and shows. All right, and we discussed it a little bit last week, but we want to really dig in this week, and that is, of course, finally getting to watch the completion of the It movie series. And yes. It Chapter 2 came out, and we finally all saw it. Yeah, so, so you've seen it. All yeah. right, finally. All right, yeah. so first things first, did you like it? Yeah, absolutely. I thought that it got a little long at parts, Okay. and uh, it wasn't quite the same dynamic as the first movie, Okay. but it was still really good. All right. So, second thing, the question we asked people was, did you find that it was more humorous than, I guess, scary? So for me, both the movies weren't necessarily scary. Okay. They're more creepy. They're just weird and just out there. Right. Um, not a lot of jump scares in either movies for me, honestly. But there were some humorous points in the movie I liked a lot. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't have any complaints about the the feel of the movie at all. Okay. I thought it was the right pacing. It was the right mood. Um, they called back a lot, of course, to the first movie and the uh, the original Losers Club. But uh, I thought it was good. That's okay, yeah. so there's – for me personally, I thought I loved the movie. Um, there is one scene in particular where I was – I just sat there and I was like, this doesn't seem – it seems weird. And the scene that I'm talking about is, uh, oh yeah, spoiler alert, just for you guys, if you guys haven't seen it yet, this is spoilers. So, the scene I'm talking about is when Eddie gets stabbed in the, in the mouth, oh, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And then, his reaction to being stabbed in the mouth was just one of, almost like it didn't happen. I, I don't know, like for, to see like an action hero movie, right? Um, if somebody gets stabbed or shot or anything like that, they have way different responses to those things than a normal person i would assume has like if you get shot you're, you're probably going to be like oh my god i was shot and same thing with stab he gets stabbed and it's like almost like he's in sh i guess he's in shock but at the same time he's like hmm let me kind of you know <laughs> slink over here and hide behind this curtain without making any noises pull this knife out of my mouth and stick it into another person it was just bizarre to me and it, it kind of felt weird i don't know i don't know if i was alone and rudy was like oh he, maybe he was in shock i guess a little bit he was he didn't really respond like he didn't scream at all really That's did what, he? That, no he didn't he he gets stabbed in the from what i remember he gets stabbed in the mouth and then the guy says something to him and then he's just like oh oh <laughs> and then he like slinks away and hides in the bathroom and then I, I don't know if he did something kicks him or something but then after that he just pulls the knife out and stabs him and then 
You can see he talks shit about his his hair. He's like three years later, and you're still rocking a mullet or whatever. That was kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. yeah, that was that was funny. I'm not gonna say that there was anything like super wrong with it. It just felt weird to me. Um, how did you like Pennywise in this movie versus the first movie? He seemed, I don't know, a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know honestly. I think I liked him better from the first movie because he was more mysterious at that. Okay. Point. And, you I, and and with this one, I, I knew what to expect to a degree, and I felt like they went back to a lot of the same scary moments from the, the first movie. Like, you saw the uh, diseased man again oh, okay. uh, with, with, what, Eddie? Yeah. And um, stuff like that, where, where it just it, they were calling back a lot to that first movie. And I get it. They needed to. But I was hoping for some new stuff as well, like just new takes okay. on, yeah. on Pennywise. And it was a lot of the same, although I will say the first scene in that uh, the fair, yeah, when they like beat up that dude and like, he just like chomps down on him, mm-hmm. that was pretty surprising. I was not expecting that at all. And uh, all the the balloons come up and stuff. It was yep. pretty cool. So for for as a uh, somebody who indulges in the book, that is like ripped straight from the book. Oh really? That whole that was kind of cool. Like that's the thing that I noticed about this movie. Versus the first, well, the first one kind of did it too, but they pulled a lot of shit from the book out in this in this movie, and that whole first thing that's straight from like how in the book there's um phases, and just like in the book, when Mike starts calling them all back, it's because this stuff happens. Uh, I can't remember something Mullen, I think it is. Anyways, uh, that whole it was like scene for scene, and it was cool for me to see the visualization of you know, the written word coming to life and like the, all the balloons, that's, that's all straight, like word for word, you know, scene by scene in the, in the book. And I was like, wow, cool. They did this. And then when he ripped his like armpit out, I was like, oh my God, I didn't think they were going to actually do that. And so for me, I was, ta- I was taken back. Like I was, I was sitting in my chair and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is awesome. And then, but there's something in the, <laughs> in the movie that they changed and it's called the ritual of Chud. Right? Oh yeah, with the yes. uh, little Indian character yes. thing, right? That is different. Like that, they completely changed that, and it was I was okay with it because one of the things that I had brought up when this first movie had happened or Chapter One had happened, I was like, "What are they going to do? Are they going to do the ritual should, and how do they do it? Because it's presented differently in the book. Well, and how I was it in the book? Oh, I didn't want to get into a lot. Is, of is it pretty messed up? Oh, okay, no, I'll break it down a little bit. Um, so. There's a turtle, there's it, and then there's some unknown force that you you don't really see off camera. The ritual should they um have to it's presented in a way where it's like, yeah, shamans would do this thing where they would get into these battles with uh spirits. And the only way to defeat this spirit or this thing is to engage in this in this ritual. And what you would have to do is basically get in this trance or state where you are both metaphysical and you would take hold of each other's tongues. So let's say, for instance, um, Richie and It, right? They took each o- they took hold of each other's tongues, like bit into each other's tongues. Like, I'm not sure if that's like... Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, like, um, what's the word? Verbatim or whatever, but like, sure. sir, I, that's what they have to do. And then it's whoever makes... You tell jokes to each other. 
And whoever can make the other one laugh gets to eat the other one's soul. And that's the ritual it should. And in a small breakdown. But they do this on like a, uh, man, astrophysical plane uh, where they're just like pulled out of their bodies. They're like in this multiverse. Doctor uh, Strange style? Dude, yes. It's really, it, like, it's really complex in the book. So like that's why one of the reasons why I was like, ah, they're never going to bring this to the screen because you're going to need multiple films just to build up that other universe and nobody's going to get what the fuck, I, you know, what the sure. fuck's going on. Like, I just explained it. Even I'm sitting here going, that doesn't really, <laughs> that doesn't really make sense or whatever. So when they did bring it up and he, uh, Mike mentions Ritual It Should, I was like, or I think it was Mike or whoever, but I was just like, oh my God. And I knew Rudy had said something or he was feeling the same way because I seen him kind of lift up out of his chair. So I was sitting there like, how are they going to do this? Are they going to do it the right way or, are you know, the same way or are sure. they going to do it differently? So when they did that whole thing with the canister and stuff, I was like, I was cool with it because it, although it was different, they were willing to take the time to explain it in a different way for other people to, you know, um, indulge in it versus people that just knew the book. And... I was cool like that like I said I was cool with it so that didn't bug me and when I go to Pennywise I felt like he uh matured as uh an entity in this movie and I know that was something that me and you were wondering about are they going to change the scare tactics for children to adults Yeah I remember that yep. cuz you know they don't you would assume that they don't scare the same so some of the things that they did where it was like, yes, they were going to harp on the older stuff because you knew as a kid you might have that child fear where you're like, yeah, I was scared of this shit, and it still kind of bugs me, um, but it didn't work the same. So he started doing – it was like memories where they were thinking back to the older shit that was bugging them. Even the uh, – I'm not sure if the Paul – in the book, the Paul Bunyan actually comes to life, which was really cool to see in the movie, but it he comes to life when um, – Richie's running away from uh, the bullies. I can't remember their names. Henry and all them. Right, right, right. He's, he's running away from them, and he, like, hides and freezes, and he gets out, and he comes to life, and he tries to, like, chop him with an axe. And then when he gets un- as an adult, it happens to him again as an adult and stuff. So, like I said, I love this movie. Uh, a lot of people are hating on it for some reason. Uh, they just they felt like it wasn't scary. And I'm with you. The first one wasn't scary. It had creepy moments, yes. but it wasn't scary. No, not at all. And I just enjoyed it. From a fan of the story standpoint, where I was like, "This is really fucking cool to see," and then a fan of being, you know, watching the older one, I just wanted to see what they would do and the different avenues that they would take. And I'm really excited for this. And like, I don't want to go into a rabbit hole, but like, there's a remake coming up of The Stand. Are you familiar with it? I know it's another Stephen King book. Yes. Um, the original movie. I'm not gonna lie. I think it kind of sucks. Like. And I know people like stand by it and say this is you know it's fucking good it whatever but I just I personally think it sucks it's it's super dated the effects and everything are terrible and when I heard a remake I'm like yes do it because there's always more content in the book to pull from or at least uh, manipulate to change it to make it something different and I'm willing to see that it doesn't affect the old movies like I know we sit here a lot of times and we're saying like. This new shit's fucking up my old shit, you know? And <laughs> the reality is, is it, it really isn't because you can always go back and watch the older stuff and appreciate it. It's just what are they going to do now that's, you know, that it's new. And so, yeah, for me, I love the movie. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go check it out. 
And I'm I'm glad that you liked it too. Is it's there anything that you didn't like though? So yeah, no, it's absolutely worth your while. And by the way, we went to Sperry's for it. First time at Sperry's. That place is dope as fuck. It is so cool. Intimate, huh? So if you yeah, if you guys are this they're listening are in the Holland area or Lakeshore area at all, uh Sperry's just opened up downtown Holland. It's a movie theater that serves alcohol, mm-hmm. and they also serve food, too, right to you in your seats. And you'd think, oh, no, that sounds terrible. It's not. The chairs they have there, like, they, they recline back. Uh, they have, like, uh, massagers and heaters in there. Um, there's a, a little spin table that comes around where you can, like, rest your food on there and stuff. And the food's good, too. I was surprised. So, wait, you got food delivered to you? Mary Rose did. She got... Um, God, what is it? It's this weird French fries with junk all over it. It wasn't um, like crack fries, was it? Poutine. Okay. <laughs> Poutine is what it's called. What? It was delicious, but it was just it was weird smelling. Um, <laughs> but that theater is great. It's very small, very intimate. Um, they have like eleven theaters. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 weird how many theaters, how many screens they have in that building because it doesn't seem that big. It doesn't. Uh, but the people that worked there were great too. They were super friendly to oh, us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely be going there for most movies. I think going forward because it's it's a great theater. I, I like the atmosphere of it. It's like it seems like you like I said. It doesn't seem like it'd be that big. The they're pretty spacious. Yeah. As far as the screens go, and I just felt like it was super intimate. You didn't have a hundred people or however many people go to the theater. I think it's like maybe fi- it's a lot. You know, I'd say about maybe sixty to a hundred depends on the capacity but this one is like maybe 40 it seats there's four different rows right. i think you're clo- you're right about 40 people close about close that. enough and then it's just it just seems like it's not crowded it's, no. it feels awesome like i i did i do enjoy it tuesdays yeah dude we went to tuesday and it was like 10 bucks yeah. for both of us to go see that movie and then like another 10 for drinks and stuff it was yeah. great so anyway as far as it's concerned um you're right as far as the scare tactics. Like the first movie is very much about childhood fears, and because of that, the scares are much more kind of like booga booga. You know, yeah. I'm in your face, <laughs> I'm jumping out of corners, and uh, big spiders, and you know, stuff like that. Where this one, it uh, Pennywise it plays more towards their their emotions and their memories and things that they are just afraid of accepting. And uh, that was interesting. I didn't like the old woman. Oh, yeah. So I, I <laughs> liked her at first, and then I didn't like her. So the old woman is in one of the main trailers. Mm-hmm. That trailer is super creepy. And that lady, the, whoever she is, as far as an actress, awesome, because her facial tics and everything was oh, yeah. crazy. But she went from really creepy old lady to this giant old lady monster with like these sagging boobs that were flopping all <laughs> over the place and for me it ruined the experience seeing this old saggy boob lady flopping around uh chasing after her that's pretty funny but uh besides that it was great my favorite part was hands down the dog in the three doors oh where they said it was like it was not there, very scary right yeah there's uh there's very scary scary and then not scary at all and they they have to pick which door to go through, and they pick the not scary at all, and it's like, what was that? I can't remember. It was a, it was a poofy dog. It looks like a little bear dog, right? No, that was the very scary one. That was? Yeah. Oh. Because they're like, we got to pick. 
he's messing with us. We gotta pick the the one that he would that he thinks we'll pick. Okay. But it's not the right one, and they pick like the not scary at all one first because they think that they're you know smarter than Pennywise, and it turns out to be something else. But then they go to the very scary door, and the very scary door is this Pomeranian dog. That's mo- it. Yeah. Most adorable dog ever just sitting there, and I think it's Richie's just like, oh, I know your tricks, bitch, and. He tells the dog to sit and like do tricks and stuff. He's like, "Oh, okay," and then it turns into that monster. Uh, it, it was hilarious. I loved it. Um, the, uh, for me, my favorite part of the movie. Ah, uh, dude. Honestly, I I had this conversation when we were leaving the theater because my kids ask me that every time we see a movie. It's like, "What's your favorite, What's your part? favorite part?" Yeah. yeah, and I have to sit there and think about it. But like, I liked the overall. Movie as far as like a, <laughs> it's not a I know it's the not whole a, thing. The whole thing was <laughs> my, my favorite. favorite. Part. It's hard to it's hard. for this movie. It was hard because even now, just sitting here thinking about it, I, I, I. Okay, I think it was my favorite part was the actors because I didn't know how I was gonna feel about all the actors coming aboard. So I'm gonna go with just the actors in general. Um, the. The weakest performance for me, though, was Ben, I think. He was the fat kid before, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just that whole they, – that was one thing that I felt like was kind of bleh, uh was the relationship thing between him and um, uh, Beverly. And yeah. I know that's a, that's a thing that happens and stuff, but it just – they that was one thing that I felt like they, they twisted a little bit where I didn't really like it. Um. I I know that he was like he was like hurting for her and all this stuff and just I don't know his his performance or his character felt a little flat to me. Um, Mike was one of my favorites actually, Mike and um, Richie. I didn't know how Bill Hader oh, was going to do. Yeah, yeah I didn't know man. how well he was going to do in the role. I had loved the way he looked and everything, but I didn't know I wanted to see a different side to him because we sure. never see him in this kind of role where he's terrified or, you know, anything like that. At least I've never seen that. So I was curious to see what I was, you know, what it was going to be. And it, it, I loved it. So if I'm going to go with like favorite thing about the movie, I'm just going to go with the, the actors. Cause I can't pinpoint a specific scene that blew me away, mm. but it's just like, I think overall I love the characters. One thing that bugs me, what happened to all the shit in like the, in the sewer? What do you mean? Well, they go back down into Pennywise's lair, right? Yeah. And there's like, he had a pile of shit, like down in the lair, before they f- can open up that hatch. But now it's not there. And then they opened up the hatch to go even deeper into the cave. Like in the first movie, he had a yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah, remember, like, because he's doing the dance on that, like, uh, it's like a carnival thing, and it opens up, and then he's like doing that, like that yeah, dance. Yeah, I shit. remember that. Well, there was a pile of stuff there, like old bikes and old oh. other stuff, and then ever all the kids are floating above it. Well, in this movie, there's it's all gone, and there's just that like that opening to the sewer that they have to open up, and once they open that up, they can go into it to go it, find him. It was because I think that area was a lot more flooded, because in the first movie they're not they're like standing in water and stuff, but it's mostly ground, and then in this one they like are almost waist no no chest deep in water at when they're getting to that uh, portal. So maybe some of the stuff got pumped out it's or just flooded, flooded out? in there. I okay. Think. Um, I think that that the little thing that he was dancing in is is the thing that they have to go through. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty mm. sure at least. I don't. I don't remember. I'm not sure. Although I did like so. 
I've never read the books, but you and Rudy both mentioned the turtle to me from the yes. first movie and the reference they made in the, in the whole quarry when they're swimming. Yes. And then they had that turtle reference again in this movie when they're going through that, um, I think it's with Ben. He's going through the school. Yep. There's that stuffed turtle or something like that. And it's that. like a close-up shot of the turtle. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, there's the turtle yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, So that's cool. And then I did get a lot of Carrie vibes as far as that scene with Beverly in the stall. Oh, with the, with all with, the blood. Yes. So that was kind of cool. Um, th- I liked. Oh, I liked how Stephen King was actually in the movie. Oh, that was a good part too. I, I yeah, forgot, yeah, I forgot all about that. But yeah, I was like, oh no, shit, the shopkeep. That's dope. Like, did not see that. There was another cameo too, but I didn't. I read that there was two cameos, which was one with Stephen King and the other one. I don't didn't see what it was. So there's something out there too. If you guys are listening, you guys might know it, but I don't know what it is exactly. I didn't read it. That was funny how he like scalped. Uh, the price point is like, oh, you're a writer, right? Big money, right? Three hundred dollars. <laughs> that was that was cool because they like would play. He's playing off his own guy, and so every time, that, like in the beginning, we're talking. Well, Bill's like shooting that movie, and they're like, oh yeah, the ending sucked. You know, like oh, your movies are really good, or your books are really good, but, but your, your ending, your ending sucked. And I like that because that's con- consensus on a lot of his stories where they're fucking phenomenal stories. Stephen King, yes, and the endings just aren't. You're never fulfilled, and I know. I think that's just because we're, you know, we're spoiled, and not everything can be perfect. It doesn't end the way we would like it to end, but he ends it the way he, you know, he would like it. And the same thing with it, uh, the original miniseries. That big ass giant spider that they kill was like lame as shit to me. Like it was one of the lamest things. That's why, like, I've asked people when you watch the mini, the original movie. It's split into two parts. If you go rent it, it's split into two parts. There's the kids, and then there's the adults. Sure. And I, I personally have watched that kids section maybe 10, you know, upwards of 10 to 15 times. So you like it. Yes. And then that adult section I watched twice. I don't like it. I don't like the interaction between the adults and uh, just I didn't like the ending, so I, I don't watch it. I don't watch it. And so that's like when every time that would come up in the movie, we're like, oh, this ending sucks. Or this, I always thought, to me, it felt like they were playing off of their old shit where it's like, yeah, that, the ending sucked. Because everybody wants to know how this movie's going to end this time because it's supposed to be a little bit different. Sure. Which it was. It was completely different. And I thought that was cool. It was, I felt that. Like, I was like, oh, okay, you guys are making, f-. he's making fun of himself, saying, yes, that ending sucked. We're going to change it up in this one. It's going to be different. And I loved it. Like, I loved that he was able to make fun of himself and that they, they, they did that. I wondered, when I left the theater, I was like, does he actually get that a lot from his books? Because that was in the movie a lot. Like, they always told him, like, hey, your endings always suck. Um, and then at that point where he's like, hey, do you want me to sign your book? And he's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. No, the stand, the ending sucked. The book sucked. I mean, not the book, but, like, just the ending to the book, yeah. Another one where you're just like, man, that's kind of whack. But, yeah, no, so overall, awesome. Watch it. If you haven't watched it yet, we probably spoiled a lot of the movie <laughs> for you. But still go see it. It's worth your while. It's a little bit lengthy, I thought, but it's still a lot of fun. And it's definitely a good closure to the first movie as well. Uh, and, yeah, that's our thoughts on It Chapter 2. Yep. Moving on, let's talk about Movie Pass. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. So Movie Pass, if you don't know, is – or was, I should say, a – service where you could pay a monthly fee and then you could see as many movies as you want 
well, one movie per, per day, I should say, uh, for every week of the year. So a movie a day, so 365 movies a year if you wanted to add a movie theater. It was like 10 bucks a month. Crazy, right? Awesome deal. Yeah, awesome deal for the uh, consumer. Not a good deal for the actual company because they are officially done. Dunzo. The movie pass as of today for recording. We are on Saturday the 14th. No longer exists. Uh, they sent all of their users emails the day before saying that they're closing down immediately and uh, that there would not be any future in movie pass going forward. So, so I got a couple, I got a couple questions about that. Yep. I always thought did companies like weigh heavily cuz I I would imagine that some of these like the theaters or just a lot of the workarounds to get this thing ev- even out the ground, you know, to to save money for people and do this stuff. Who was losing the most money on it? Was it just the company or was it so a lot of problems. There's, there's a lot of problems with this whole this whole business. The first thing, as far as the movie theaters are concerned, uh, movie theaters hated Movie Pass because Movie Pass was basically getting in between the the customers, the movie goers, and the theater completely. I mean, you go to a theater, you pay either Fandango or that theater, you know, money to go see that that show, and then you're good to go. Movie Pass basically went completely around that, and the way that they had han- had handled it. They give you this debit card, basically, this MoviePass debit card okay. that you use to buy your tickets, and uh, you spend 10 bucks a month on the service, and then you get whatever ticket you want, and then MoviePass fronts the money for that ticket. So you got to realize that if you're seeing a movie a day, in certain areas where movies, movies can cost upwards of like 10, 15 bucks a ticket, Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna be spending way more than you're receiving in, in actual funds from your consumers. I think they were hoping that people wouldn't see as many movies as they did. Uh, that's yeah. That business model just seems it's stupid. a really bad model. <laughs> I, I and the other thing was, could you could you pay for Movie Pass and then let other people watch a movie? I think so. I know. Uh, I know Juan Pedro had that, and he was doing that too. I think, and maybe Jeff. Okay, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think that was also something that was going on too, where they were basically like, "Hey, I've got Movie Pass. I don't want to use it today. Here's a free ticket for you." Right. <laughs> and then other people would actually like sell off their t- right, like, right, like like on the side type of deal. It's just it's re- when the when the idea first came out, I was like, "That's pretty cool." I'm not gonna get it, but it's really cool. I think it's dope. Um, and I know there's a couple other ones that are out there right now. Uh, a lister or a list or something Is that like for that. AMC. Yes, and yeah. I don't know how many of them there are, but it just seems like a. It's I know it's bad for theaters, dude, because I know they don't make tons of money on their ticket sales, but to just completely wipe that out, complete, you know, to take that away altogether, sure, that's gotta hurt. If you're if you're solely wait, you know, making your money on concessions already as it is, it's gotta hurt if you're cutting that out. That money has to come from somewhere. And those tickets will just disappear out of nowhere. That's so. what I'm saying. So I always thought, like, with these companies, do they have to front certain money to these theaters to be like, hey, we're going to be doing this stuff. Is it cool if we send people to these theaters? Because I would imagine that certain theaters would be like, nah, we don't do that here. Well, that's what it was. Is like those debit cards, those MoviePass debit cards, they were basically linked to, like, a MoviePass master account, like okay. a bank account. And every time somebody used it, 
it was taking out monies from that bank account from MoviePass, and they're like, "Oh shit, we're losing money. We have no more money in our bank <laughs> right. account. We got ten in. The, we are. Oh, we're good, dude. All we got our, ten million. All of our kids are taking our money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> how long did it last? Oh man. Uh, I would say like less than a year. Dang. Maybe ten months. So good idea, just bad. Poor execution. Yeah, poor execution. There's not enough. Maybe a reward system or limiting movies it was once a day yeah you can see one movie a day um and they uh they had the price of the the service higher before then they lowered it to 10 bucks uh a month and they had over like a million subscribers or something like that day you think about that if you you had a million people seeing a movie a day and each ticket cost ten dollars that's 10 mil a lot of money yeah 10 mil think so yeah it's 10 mil yeah a, a day so yeah, really bad idea, Movie Pass, <laughs> and now they do not exist. So shed a tear yep. if you're a consumer of Movie Pass. Sorry. <laughs> go on, go find the other one. Find the next one because I can't see this out there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Rudy speaks about that all the time. Yeah, he does say it. I mean, from what I hear, like it's a good thing if you guys watch movies a lot, which I mean, some of us do. I try to go at least once a month. I don't um, know. but yeah, so. If if you do, <laughs> look for the other ones that are out there because I'm sure there is. So usually oh, yeah. what people do is like if something fails, they take what was good about it or what was profitable about it, you know, and then they make their own business and change a couple things on there, which I imagine would be coming. So, yeah, right. look for it. We're moving on, uh, The Witcher TV show. Yes. You looking forward to it? Dude, yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to it if you want the short answer, yes. Yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, you play the game yet or no? Well, the third one? Yeah, well, yeah, I dude, I logged like maybe eighty hours under the Seriously? game. Seriously? Yeah, I never beat it though. No, how far did you get? Um, maybe sixty percent or something like that. I was just I was doing a lot of side shit. I think you got further than me then. Oh really? I put like forty hours into it, man. Yeah, I it's put a lot. Too much content. It was fun, dude. I just stopped playing it. I don't know about you, you, but uh, I am very much the kind of gamer that has to do everything. Like go to every nook and cranny and do every side mission I'm, and find every hidden yeah. thing. And I'm not. Okay. I'm not personally. Unlike most games now, I'm like, if I can beat it, I'm going to try to run through this game. Well, that's why I didn't finish it because I, I got 40 hours in and I was still in the first area of the game. Okay. <laughs> no, knowing damn well that that game has multiple, multiple areas just that big or bigger. And I was like, you know what? I can't sink 300 hours into this game. It's just too much. Um, but I digress. The, the game is great. If you haven't played Witcher 3, it's out on Xbox One, PS4, and soon to be Switch, but uh, that's not what we're discussing. We're discussing the TV show, not based on the game, but based on the book series, mm-hmm. because everything's based on a book these days. But Netflix is releasing their Witcher TV series this year, and thanks to the Netherlands, yep, we may have a known date for said TV series. Okay, so how did this information arrive? Uh, I think it was part of their advertising or something for that okay. uh, purpose and uh they pulled it down really quick afterwards yeah not fast <laughs> enough yeah not fast <laughs> enough so the internet is just always watchful and uh they pulled that date and the date is december 17th oh not of this year okay so not very far not very no. far are they releasing this as a i'm i'm wondering if this is like gonna be one of those shows where they do a weekly release for it or if they're just gonna dump it 
You know, that'd be a good test for him. A big, high-profile yes. release like that, doing a weekly uh, release. I, I can see that happening. Uh, I would, of course, prefer it to be, you know, binged. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> if it's going to be weekly, I'm going to love it anyway, because it's, you know, Witcher and Henry Cavill, so yes. why not? But, uh, yeah, this is Netflix's uh, quote-unquote Game of Thrones. They are banking a lot on this series. Of course, they hired some top-tier directors and uh, actors with Henry Cavill. And so super expensive. Very expensive. Yep. So, yeah, uh, that date is, of course, you know, take it with a grain of salt because it could be that date for the Netherlands, but maybe not for us. Maybe earlier, maybe later, but it is coming out this year, and according to that date, it's the 17th of December. Is there anything particular that you'd like to see with the show? Hmm. I am hoping they don't rely too heavily on monsters. Ooh. Because I like the human dynamic between uh, the witchers here, the witchers and the you know the normal people. But with that said, I hope that they do at least have monsters and demons and stuff sprinkled throughout the show to kind of keep you interested. Okay. I, I, I think there's a fine balance that has to be put into that to, to make it work. And uh, some shows will just give you monsters and bad guys 24-7. Some won't give you any at all until the very end. I don't want either of those i want kind of a fine line a good balance between the two right yeah so uh for those that aren't uh in the know as far as the witcher basically it follows a, a guy named Geralt of riviera he is a monster slayer basically a bounty hunter for monsters and um he possesses some magical powers and uh it's pretty cool he has cat eyes too it's weird but it's awesome it's fun yeah uh silver hair and all that fun stuff he's a ladies man but the townsfolk don't like him. They don't like witchers because they're creepy and magical and all that kind of fun Way stuff. Way better than them. Yeah. They <laughs> don't trust them. And so they don't like them at all when they come around. But they need to have these problems taken care of and they can't handle them. So they hire witchers to go about and slay monsters and help with their issues. And uh, it kind of follows Geralt as he goes through this whole thing and... Of course, I'm being very vague about the story, but... Try not, are you trying not to give away I don't want to spoil detail? things for people. I don't know exactly if it's going to follow anything from the games. That's all I've actually experienced is the game series. I, I, w I have a couple questions as far as, like, what I would like... Because in the games, there's, there's not very many witchers left. There's only the, what, three of them? or Yeah, three technically. And so, in the series, if it's from the books, I have never read the books, but... I don't know if they have more during this time period, if it's, like, while the witchers are, like, in their heyday. You know what I mean? If It would be interesting to see if that's the route they go, and then maybe they start getting killed off or they start getting, you know, exiled or yeah. whatever else. But it would be interesting to see if that's the way it's working. Where, Or they could go the other route where they're all gone already and, and they're, you know, basically like the game. But I would like to see if, if you – Ask me which would I would like to see. I would like to see that build up to see where they were at, where they're in their heyday, and then watch them as they fall off, and then watch the you know the I guess I the events that happen after. I think they'd kind of need to uh, if they're if they're prepping this to be a long running series on Netflix. They kind of have to go long form as far as the story and and really work their way towards that stuff. So I don't think we'll see anything from like the third game right until maybe like. Season two or three. 
And I'd be all for it. Yeah, absolutely. If if they need to world build, world build because the world building is my favorite part of most things, and uh, that show show and that world is is great. Love it. Yep, I'm with you. All right, and with that, the biggest part of movies and TV series for the day, Suicide Squad. Yeah. So this is being, of course, uh, directed by Guardians of the Galaxy one and two director. And uh, they just finally revealed the cast, whole cast. Just and the actors, though. Just the <laughs> actors, yeah. Um, James Gunn, by the way, I had a brain fart and I couldn't think of James oh, Gunn's name. That's, I didn't know if you were throwing me the ball. Like, I like, was still like, in there, and I was, I was like, like, "Oh, he's, he's about his name again. He's about to drop it right now." Shame on me for not remembering James Gunn, but yeah. So he revealed the cast of Suicide Squad. It's not a sequel. It's kind of a soft reboot of sorts. There are some returning people. Uh, so you've got Viola uh, Davis as Amanda Waller. Okay. Uh, you've got Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. Boo. Yeah, whatever. Uh, good name, but yeah. Yeah, just the character is uh, whack. Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, and then of course Margot Robbie is c- returning as Harley Quinn. But the rest of the cast is new, and some of the names out there are a little surprising, to be honest. Yep. Biggest for me was John Cena. Yeah, same. Like. <laughs> <laughs> same. Out of nowhere, just, John Cena's in this movie. I was just like, oh, my God, and his name is John Cena. I was just like, who? Who is he playing? Like, I, I don't – and I, to be honest, I don't care. I don't care who he's playing. I just want to see him, and I, I want to see him, like, eventually become something that's, like, relative to, like, a ah, decent actor, not bad, you know? Like, he's not typecasted as this dude anymore, but, yeah. I'm with you. Like, I seen his name. I was like, no fucking way. Him? Okay, cool. Oh, and Michael Ro- R- Roker. Oh, Roker? Yeah, well, Ro- that was confirmed a while ago. Really? I um, didn't know that. For a while, he was rumored to be uh, the part of King Shark. Oh, really? And that got turned down. He's not King Shark. He's somebody else, apparently. But, uh, yeah, that's really cool. And it makes sense because James Gunn, of course, worked yes. with him in Guardians. He was Yondu. Uh, so it's good to see him back in with James Gunn again because they're just a good duo. But John Cena. So... According to IMDb, he already has his part cast. And a few of the people they announced do have uh, um, people that are linked to them already. So John Cena is, according to IMDb, going to be a character named Peacemaker. I'm not familiar. Neither am I. All right. So sorry if you guys <laughs> out there in, in uh, the listening world are Yo, DC fans. You're probably all screaming at us right now. Peacemaker and... Uh, the, f- the likes are not <laughs> one that I'm familiar with. I just I just pulled up a picture. He's got like this fucking huge ass helmet. I have no idea. Sweet. What um, and looks weird. He looks like Aquaman with a uh, spaceman helmet on. Cool. Yeah. We'll see. Interesting. Um, I did like him a lot as far as John Cena is concerned in uh, Transformers. The new one? Okay, yeah. Did you watch that? I did not. That's oh, good. He plays a really good role in that movie, so I think he'll do well in, in this one, too. Okay. And then uh, I'm going to probably butcher the last name, but David Desmelchian. Desmelchian. He is most known. You recognize him immediately because he was an Ant-Man. Okay. He was uh, the guy with the accent. That's oh, in the, the Russian, the, the Russian yeah, hacker Yeah, the Russian dude? guy. Okay. He's playing a character called Polka Dot Man. Okay. Also don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't either. So I'm not a DC guy. Man. Neither I'm am just, I. I'm just going to let you know right now. I'm sorry, guys. We're, we're more Marvel over here <laughs> yeah. today, so you're getting a uh, uh, half-assed DC <laughs> discussion. 
Uh, next on the docket is Steve Agee. Okay. He is actually slated to be playing King Shark. Really? Yes. And if you don't know who that actor is, he, for me at least, he's most recognizable as the homeless guy in New Girl. <laughs> okay. Whenever they walk downstairs and they, they walk past the homeless guy to talk to him for a minute, he's, he's a weird gingery looking dude with a beard. I'm about to find out right now. Yeah. He is playing King Shark. Okay. And then uh, Daniela Mel- Melkor is playing Ratcatcher. And then the other two that we have not discussed already, uh, Idris Elba and yeah. Taika, Taika Watiti. Yeah, yeah. They are both in this movie. And Idris Elba got confirmed a long time ago, but nobody knows who he's playing. There's a rumor, but I want to see if you're going to pick up on it or not. From what I I read Deathstroke. Yes. Okay. Yes. At first, everyone thought, oh, he's the new Deadshot. Uh, let's sign him up. Let's do this. But then he came out and said that he did not want to step on Will Smith's toes and take over that character. Respectable. Respect, yeah. And so they uh, are not casting him in that role, but the rumor is Deathstroke. So. Which is cool. I'm down with it. Like, I have no problem with, uh, with that casting. I did want to see him as – I wouldn't mind seeing him as Deadshot, you know? But Deathstroke, to me, is the upper tier, you know? As yeah, far as like a, a give him yeah. a little bit more facial hair and then uh, that that uh, eye patch. Yeah, I'm I'm good He'll with that. I'm, I'm good with already. So it's just I'm looking at like and I I don't mean any dis. Well, yeah, I do a little bit. Uh, <laughs> disrespect to this DC like it just seems like a, a fucking trash. The bottom of the barrel bin of like antiheroes like just the names rat catcher polka dot, dot man. man. <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's just. It's, it's not very good. I'm not going to lie. And I wasn't a huge fan of the first Suicide Squad. I'm not, not it's no secret. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. Uh and I'm I have high hopes for this one just based on director only. And the, I mean some of the some of the talent is is there. And but as far as like direction and the story and stuff, I have high hopes, higher hopes for this movie. So, you know who else I didn't know about before James Gunn? Who's that? Rocket Raccoon. I was like, who the fuck is Rocket Raccoon? And then guess what? Guardians comes out, and Rocket Raccoon is like every child's favorite thing ever and the most memorable character in probably any of those movies. So if anybody can turn no-name comic book characters into household names, it's your man, James Gunn. He turned a tree into something that I like. Exactly. So, you know. A tree that says... Three words. Yeah, there you go. And everyone loves them. So I, I think that you can <laughs> quote me here. Polka Dot Man is going to be a household <laughs> name. He's going to be a fan favorite. Fan favorite Polka Dot Man. You yeah. heard it here first. <laughs> I want to bet on it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. All right, and with that, we are going to move on to comic news. Rat catcher. Well, real quick, before we do that comic book news, what do you think Ratcatcher's ability is? Or Polka Dot Man? <laughs> what the uh, hell do you think their, their abilities are? Okay, so Ratcatcher, I cheated and I looked at uh, the, I didn't look up the abilities. I just right. looked up what she looked like. She actually looked pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think that's what she is. I think she's like... She catches rats. Yeah, well, I think she's like that person on the TMNT uh, show that was oh. down there with the... the with the sewer rats or yeah, whatever, yeah, and he yeah. was kind of like in control of them. I think almost like the Pied Piper type of deal. 
I think that's what she does. Um, polka dot man, I have a feeling it has something to do with like camouflage. See, I would think he could like throw holes on things and like jump through them. Oh, almost like a dim- like other dimension, Maybe. or like almost like teleporting type of deal. All I hope is that his costume is just a spandex costume with polka dots all over it, and that's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. He looks like a twister mat. Yep. That's all I want. All right. <laughs> all right. Sign me up. All right. Sounds pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. I want to see it. Uh, so comic news. Got one thing for you guys this week. Frank Miller is returning to the Batman Dark Knight Returns series yet again. Okay. And this is his, I think, fourth outing with this uh, series. So obviously the most memorable one was the first Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh it, had Batman versus Superman. It had Slice and Dice. Yup. It had uh, Green Arrow was in that as well. It had um, Harry Kelly as Robin. Yeah. Really memorable. They broke it down into a two-part uh, animated movie as well. Really good. Great stuff. So if you haven't watched that, and you have DC Universe, watch it. It's awesome. But he is coming back for a fourth outing with this storyline. It's set three years after the last one. It follows Carrie Kelly as now Batwoman and Superman's two kids. Oh, wow. So, yeah. How far into the future was this? Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> That's way It's outdated. way far. All right. So it's called uh, Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. And the golden child in question is uh, Superman's son. Okay. And it follows their exploits. It's a single-issue series. So one issue, 48 pages, and it comes out this December. So if you are a fan of that series... Or a fan of Frank Miller, which, I mean, most people are. Yes. He's a household name in comics. Then check it out December and make sure you go to your comic shop and have it on your pull list. For sure, for sure. I'm not a huge comic book guy. Uh, won't lie to you guys. I just – I Frank Miller, though, you know, it's it's there's a, a list of names where I'm just like, yeah, I know that guy for sure. And I know his comics, and I know I love the way he's, his comics are, the art style and all that stuff. Yep. Frank Miller would be one of those people, so – Definitely go check it out. Yep, it, he he basically reinvented Daredevil, and uh, that's the Daredevil you now know and love is is thanks to him. What was the original Daredevil like? More of a swashbuckler. Okay. Uh, much more action adventure swashbuckler. Just I don't know, not not moody, gritty, having problems. Uh, or Batman esque like you see now. I was gonna say, did he work on Batman prior to Daredevil? I think he did Daredevil first, then Batman. Oh, okay. I could be mistaken, but I, he did Daredevil in, like, the 80s. Okay. And then Batman, I feel like, was in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. That sounds about right to me, actually. So, uh, yeah. And then Batman, of course, the synonymous with that character and style that you see as far as that Dark Knight. Yeah. Pretty badass. Badass, exactly. So, check it out, and that comes out in December. All right. And with that, we are moving on to games. Good luck, you're on your own. Okay. It sounds like Battletoads. It did sound like Battletoads, actually. It's not, though, is it? No, it's not. Uh... You get you get the other two guesses too because they're not here. So. Oh man, um, 
Streets of Rage? No. I have no idea then. Okay. It's uh WrestleMania 2000. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounded like Battletoads. The uh, moment I was like, oh, okay, I know this. Uh, It's nope. just like one of the games that I grew up in middle school. Was it middle school? Yeah, well, middle school to high school, transitioning over. But during the summer or whatever, when that game came out, it was – I don't know if you were a big wrestling game fan back in the day or whatever, but that game was – it had to be played. It was on N64. It was the shit. So, so yeah. I was of the – I was of the of the kid that didn't like wrestling. <laughs> At all? <laughs> At all. Really? You, um, are you still that way? Yeah, is for me when I the moment I found out it was fake, I was oh. like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, really? At, at first, I was like, oh, this is dope. They're just going at it and they're beating each other up. This is crazy. And then, really quickly after I started watching wrestling, someone told me it was fake, and I was like, oh, and it ruined it for the you? whole thing for me. Okay, so so I found out like it, when they, as a kid, I'm like, oh man, they're bleeding and all this other shit. Like, how the hell did they do that? And if it's fake. It can't be fake if they're bleeding and, you know, just stuff. Like, I would get into, like, conversations like that. And, you know, as I got older, I was like, yeah, of course it's fake. Look at it. Like, they blew their – he just blew their move. Their move was supposed to happen right here. He just blew it. It's scripted, right. right? So, but as entertainment value goes, there's certain times when I actually do still watch wrestling. It's not the way I used to consume it back in, like, the the 90s when The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin were, like, everywhere. Everybody knew them, Right. And we would watch, um, I think it was Monday Night Raw, and then come in the next day and then talk about it. And But now it's progressed to where Pedro will set up this thing where it's the four paper, it's either four or three pay-per-views before WrestleMania. And we'll, we'll go to his house and we'll check it out and we'll watch it with like a group of people. And it's entertaining, not so much with the shit that you're seeing on screen, but everybody collecting their thoughts and like, I guess remember the remember the you know when this happened and then talking about wrestling sure. it's like the atmosphere. So yes, I don't enjoy it as much as I did back during the Attitude Era, but I still do like to sit down and watch it. But I can't I can't be mad at you if you're like you know well this is kind of a waste of my time because they're not <laughs> it's all do, yeah they're not doing anything or whatever. But yeah no it's it's fun it's a fun thing if you go into it accepting like that. If you can go in accepting that it's just it's it's just a grown ass man's soap opera, that's what you're literally watching. And I have no like no doubt they're they're highly physical and they've got to be in like peak shape to do what they do. Like there's no oh, doubt. Yeah. So I'm impressed with what they're able to accomplish in their physicality. But just the fact that like none of the fights are actually it doesn't like, mean anything. Real. Like they the wins really and losses, yeah, the wins and losses mean nothing. It's yeah. a popularity contest, is what it is. Um. Although I did find out recently, I don't know if you knew this, but do you know how they get those, uh, how, how they bleed? I, see, I don't know if this is true, but from what I understood, it was razor blades. Yeah, no, that's true. They have little uh, knives, like, on their fingers, basically, and they just, like, shape their forehead. That's like, commitment, oh, dude. No. That is commitment, because I don't fucking see myself ever saying, hey, man, I really need this paycheck. Let me, uh... <laughs> Let me just cut myself for the entertainment value or whatever. Your boss is like, hey, we got to have you cut yourself today, so... Yeah, all right, cool, whatever. Is there a bonus included <laughs> or something? They don't no, do that. No. They don't They don't allow that anymore. Uh, the entertainment has changed to where the pyrotechnics, they took those out. I don't know. They might do those very rarely, but they don't... You remember how you had... I mean, you, you're aware of it. Goldberg used to come out and oh, yeah. fucking come out, sure. and he would just, bam, and, like, all these sparks would come up and, like, just, like... You would have uh, flames coming out with, like, Undertaker and Kane and all that. They don't do that shit anymore. And I think somebody had gotten hurt, and they just kind of just, okay, we're done with this. 
and then the whole the blood thing um people weren't really feeling it's not people i would say the majority felt it but there was those you know loud voices that were saying oh you know we don't want blood with our sports you know type of deal and so they kind of cut that too oh, i just figured it'd probably be because of like hygiene and I'm sure that's a thing you know, too, but AIDS no, and stuff. I mean, that's uh, that's another thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think like I'm pretty sure people just complained about it, and you know, you get enough people to complain about something, and it's gone. So it does take away from it. It was a lot cooler back in like the '90s when people were getting hurt. I guess it sounds bad, but yeah, it was <laughs> a, it was a lot cooler back then. But wrestling. Yep, wrestling. Man. Yep, that's what that was. We just went off to, on a I tangent. couldn't even, I didn't even remember why we were talking about uh, that. The, the theme song was a <laughs> WWE wrestling yeah, game. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, this is wrestling. what happens when we don't have Rudy yeah, here. We go yeah. on tangents. Yep, the wrestling. Oh, man, we're not wrangled in. You should have stopped me. I can't. I'm not good at this. So, uh, Dragon Ball. Yeah. How much of a fan are you of Dragon Ball, Rudy? How much of a fan yeah. am I? Look oh. around the room. I know, right? This guy has, like, Dragon Ball statues everywhere and Funkos and stuff. I and have original VHSs in the closet. Um, in my son's room, I spent my first job. I worked at Meyer. I spent a thousand dollars on VHS tapes because I would buy them weekly as they came out. And uh, I, my parents weren't happy with me. You know, <laughs> eventually they were telling me like, "Hey, let me hold on to your money and all this stuff," because I was only making five dollars and thirty-five cents an hour. You know, so I wasn't making a ton of money back in the day. Yeah, and I was just spending it all on Dragon Ball Z as soon as the tape would come out. So, yeah, I'm a pretty big fan. So, DBZ has a new game coming out. Uh, they announced the release date and some more info about that said game at Tokyo Game Show a few days ago. So, the game in question is called Dragon Ball Kakarot. Yes. If you're not aware, Kakarot is Goku. That's his uh, given name from Planet Vegeta. That vegetable. Yeah. Uh, so, that game comes out officially on January 17th of next year. So, not that far away. Only, what, four months? I'm not mistaken. January? Yeah, yeah. four months yeah. away. Yeah. So this game is not your normal Dragon Ball game. So most Dragon Ball games are fighters. Yep. They're just straight up 3D fighters. I think almost like, I don't know, Tekken style. Uh, Not as good as Tekken. Not, <laughs> yeah. not as good as Tekken, but yeah, yeah. There's generic fighters, and some of them are better than others, but this one's different. This is actually an open world RPG fighter. So yes. you're still duking it out like you would in a Dragon Ball game, but you're actually exploring the DBZ world, and you're following the storyline of Dragon Ball Z as Goku and uh, leveling up your character like an RPG. I just have a few concerns about that dynamic. Okay. So if you're a fan of DBZ, you, you're, you know it follows a saga and a timeline. Yep. With an open-world atmosphere type of game, how do you dictate... No, you can't fight that person. No, you can't fight this person type of deal if it's open world. You know what I mean? Like, if you're level this, you're not... Well, maybe it's like that. You can't go fight Boo that's over here that's level 50 or something. I don't know how they I would do think, it. I think the way they'd have to do it is they'd have... They, they wouldn't be in the world at all until you finish a certain storyline part. Okay. And this wouldn't be appearing in the world. So... So what would be the... I guess it's open world, but what really is open about it? Are you allowed? To, are there going to be like scattered random enemies that you can go yeah. battle? Yeah, sure are. Uh, so I I was privy to some gameplay about three or four weeks ago at a conference, and they show Goku just flying around, 
And there's a live gameplay demo, and he's just flying around the world. You can see dinosaurs and stuff, or you can fight the dinosaurs and you kill them. Fight a dinosaur? Yeah, no doubt. You okay. can kill them. Um, there's going to be side missions sprinkled throughout the world as well. So they will probably take a little bit of um, liberty and okay. add some things to it as far as side missions are concerned to expand the world a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you whatever you want. Call it Nimbus. You can fly on that, too, if you want. Um, it's pretty cool. Did you see how fast he was able to fly? They didn't go fast. They kind of just cruised. Okay. So I was hoping they would go either. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the thing. That's the other thing, too, is that, like, what superheroes are, like, beings of that, like, magnitude, how do you... Right. How do you wrangle that in, you know? I don't know. That's going to be tricky. I am excited. I am super excited, because every... I would rent all the DBZ fighter games, and you would go, I can't even pronounce the the shit. Uh, Tetumon like or something like Budokai, that. Yeah, Budokai. Um... Uh, Xenoverse, Xenoverse Fighters, um, Tenkaichi. That's the one. Yeah. And they had like three of those or something. And I had rented all of them, and it always ended pre-boo. It was always like you got to sell. And I'm ruining, am I ruining this for you? No, no, not at all. Okay, cool. Um, So if you guys didn't know, yeah. So you get to sell, and then after you got through that battle, it was the game ended. Like that was the end of it. And it they did that so many times. They bring out a new game with a new playing dynamic or an updated enhanced graphic but it was the same story and i played through it so many times i was like fuck dude i'm kind of done with this game so that's exciting to know that and then, yeah the good news is if you want some majin buu they just announced at tokyo game show that majin buu is included in the game all the way up to majin buu yeah the entire dbz storyline is in this game so that is super exciting i the entire i i uh I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical about the whole entire thing because they they're saying entire. Right, and so then after the trailer finished at the Tokyo Game Show, they also said and and more and more. So that could mean we're gonna see some Dragon Ball Super stuff, or I don't know. That would be interesting. Maybe, I, some, maybe some Broly stuff. I gotta imagine there's you know with something like this, all you need really need to do is get that base, right? You get the base as far as, like, the playing mechanics, the way it looks, and all this shit, and you extend the story via add-ons, yep. right? You could do that. Expansion pass, kind of. Yeah, and I would I would imagine that that's what they'll do for a Super Series. You keep it, if it's within a certain timeline, you know, newer consoles are coming out, and that's kind of going to fuck everything, but I, that would be the way to go, is just set up the base and be like, all right, we have this story, you know, it's as huge as it is. We can just do add-ons. So, I am just I'm just super glad that I'm finally into Dragon Ball, because if I <laughs> had not watched the show before, uh, now right. and saw that trailer for the game, I'd be like, oh, okay, this, this is, is like the pinnacle for you. It's like for you, it's like the pinnacle. You're you're getting hit with all this new shit, and it's like the coolest shit out there. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. We we <laughs> had to go through the beta testing, and you you're getting like the newest you, shit, <laughs> like the newest models. So we all had to suffer, and then yeah. I'm just like, I'm getting all the greatest stuff uh, possible. Yeah, Boo's coming out. You get to free fly wherever the fuck you want to go. Like that wasn't a, that was a dr a pipe dream when we were playing the games and stuff and watching the show. Oh man, this would be a dope game. Yeah, they can never make a really good game. And then here this shit comes out, and you're like, yes, I'm becoming a fan. And what what season are you on? Oh, season I have no idea. Okay, uh, saga. I I am on episode like one twenty, one thirty. Uh, the android stuff is happening right now. Okay, yes, one that is my favorite. Uh, Vegeta just went Super Saiyan for the first yep, time, and it was pretty awesome. Favorite so. saga. Yep. So, uh, 
I am super excited for this game. Joel is even more excited than I am because he had purchased. Oh yeah. <laughs> this. <laughs> so uh, yes. It's it's disgusting how expensive it is, but I want it. I need it bad. So at Tokyo Game Show, along with the trailer and the release dates and all that awesome stuff. They also showed off a collector's edition for this game, and I am a sucker for really pretty statues, and this game has a really pretty statue with it. It's a diorama, it has Goku and Gohan on the Nimbus, and there's a giant T-Rex dinosaur chasing them down, and it's really good looking. It looks like it's just pulled out of the TV show. It does look dope. And I need it in my life. I and, need it so bad. And, and what's the price point on that, eh? It's $200. No big deal. No, no big deal. No big deal. Uh, only two hundred dollars. That's okay. But any consolation, it, it also includes a metal case. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Your game will not break in It'll that metal be case. Protected forever. Um, but yeah, that comes out in January. So if you are a DBZ fan and if you play games, this is the game for you. It looks amazing, and I am super excited. I got to play it at my conference a few weeks ago. Got to fight Cell as Gohan. So spoiled a little bit of the of the story for myself. But it was super cool, so absolutely worth it. I have a question about just games in general. Yeah. So I just thought about it when you were talking about metal cases and protecting games and stuff. Yeah. Don't you think it would be a good idea that games started doing this thing where you buy a game and let's say it came with a digital code and you got the disc but once you bought the game you had the digital code and then you could install it and play it through your system like that and you just had the game for i don't know just in case the digital shit wasn't working or your internet wasn't working or Almost whatever like uh like blu-rays do now yes wouldn't that be a a good idea I, there's probably some drawbacks to it but I just think that that would be a a better idea than having to hold the game insert the game you know what i mean it's just like a backup I don't know. I, I think it's just the nature of the business and the way that consoles have progressed that it doesn't seem necessary or it would be kind of, I don't know. It, it, I, it doesn't quite, I don't quite know how to wrap my, wrap my mind around that, that okay. thought. It, it, it makes sense to me as far as like Blu-rays and movies because you can play those movies on more than just like your TV. You can play oh, just on like yeah, your phone other phone yeah. tablet, but for a, a game, you have to have that console to play it. So, I think that might be why they, they do it, is to keep things separate. Like, hey, you want to play it on disc? Great. If you want to play it digital, great. But maybe in the future when things get a little bit more streamlined and um, user-friendly, maybe they'll have one console for everything. I would just say lock in those PC. digital codes for – yes. <laughs> lock into those digital codes for that particular console, right? So you don't – the only thing I'm thinking about is, like, what if somebody has – you buy the game, you got the disc, you give the – digital code to your friend right that would be another thing get, too that you're getting screwed out of but if they made it to where you had to install the game via disc first and then it sent a code to the console and got that console id or something and then when you bought the game or went to download it digitally it knew that that console id was the same thing well that was the problem that uh microsoft faced when they first announced the xbox one that was their idea essentially is uh that you couldn't share games yeah and people flipped out about it. <laughs> um, they, they had basically this uh, protection software where if you put a game into your disc, only your console would be able to use it. And people were super pissed about it. And then Sony came out and was like, hey, guess what? If you want to share games, they even like – I remember. remember yeah, that? They yeah, even yeah, like handed the disc. They were, they were so coy about it, and they were so like tongue-in-cheek, and they were like – 
you want to borrow this game? And then they hand it to another person. There you go. Game is borrowed. Um, I remember now. So that's why, <laughs> probably, because people don't want that. Okay. All right. Yeah, bad idea. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moving on from uh, Dragon Ball, even though I could discuss Dragon Ball all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gears of War 5, or I should say Gears 5. They changed the title now. That came out last week. Uh, early access was last Friday, and then the game officially came out on Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Well, all those early players had some difficulty playing, and I was part of that, and I think yep. you guys were too, right? There were. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the coalition, the people behind Gears, recognized that, and they were super nice. They apologized on their Twitter, and they gave out five days of boost for the multiplayer for everybody that got early access to the game. They also gave 600 scrap, which scrap in the game is used to craft uh, weapons and cards for multiplayer and horde. Did I get that? Uh, you should have. Okay. Yep, so everybody that got the, the game early, played it early, they have that already in their game, good to go. So that's a nice little apology for the servers being a little bit crazy, which honestly... Understandable. It's me. understandable. A, a big game like that, and even the, they even had betas before that to prepare for the game. But I don't think the demand was quite as anticipated. So I was gonna say, do you know the number as far as like how many people logged on to play? Not yet. I would imagine it had to be millions. You know, well, the tricky thing is, is with this game, it's also uh, PC same day. Oh, that was true That's because the we problem. we ran into. A, I think the squad that we played against were on PC. Three of them. Yep. When we're using PCs, yeah. That this is the first Gears game to be launched day and date PC with the console. So okay. that, I think that was the biggest problem is the, the PC community was so big for this that they didn't anticipate the demand for both of them. That's, that, I mean, yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah. So that's why I wasn't too upset. I w I'm not going to lie. At the time, I was like, man, fuck this game. But, like, in hindsight, I, I understood that, you know, the servers, you can't, and that's a good problem to have for them. To be honest, it's just right. like, oh man, look at we're generating this much stuff. It is a bad issue to have where people are like, we can't even play the game. But if you did get into the game, there wasn't an issue with the game. The game was cool. So the game is great. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing the campaign mostly at this at this point to kind of knock it out, and it's my favorite Gears campaign so far. It's just really polished, really fun, uh, almost open world, which is kind of cool. And uh, it's 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 just great. I'm gonna be playing it for a little while, I think. I I have only touched the first beginning parts of uh, the campaign. <laughs> I still need to go through it. Uh, I was that stupid ass robot, and it kind of turned me off to it. So, um, oh, that changes a little bit. Turns from Dave to Jack. Is Jack cooler? I mean, Jack is way cooler. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's got a lot more little trinkets and things. You All can right, do, good. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. But uh, yeah, if you have an Xbox or a PC, check out Gears Five. It's really great. It's a third-person shooter. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you don't have an Xbox or PC, shame on you. Kidding. Uh, I, I love PS4 as well. But uh, yeah, that is it for gaming news for this week. We're gonna move on to animation. Alright, so My Hero Academia, the show that Juan is yet to watch still. <laughs> Shame yeah, on you. Yeah. So, <laughs> you are three seasons, soon to be four <laughs> seasons behind, man. Uh, that's a lot of stuff that I get to indulge at one point. He's uh, he's having like a TV renaissance right now, going through and watching all these old shows that he missed out on. Yes. Uh, I walked in on him watching uh, The Boys, the boys. when I came in, and yep. I, I haven't even watched that, that yet. Too. So. And I, I finished Castlevania, so... 
Oh, that's right. And you liked it? Oh, dude, it was the shit. That anime is dope. Yeah, it was the shit. I, I mean, I don't want to ruin your uh, My Hero Academia no, no, talk. No, you're good. So, you're good. Uh, I will say I, I did. I turned on the first episode, and I was kind of like, eh, the fucking love story. And then, like, that you know, first event happens, and I was like, oh, shit. And then the second episode happens, and people are just getting ripped in half. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, awesome. Oh, yeah. And then I just – I was hooked. And then the fight, the fighting, the fighting on that show was awesome. Oh, yeah. So badass. And I'm super excited for the future of the show and the universe, actually, if you guys want to wear um, – is this a spoiler? I don't no, we've discussed this before. Okay. Um, yeah, Devil May Cry is Dante – I think Dante. The uh, whole DMC. Yeah, well, Devil May yeah, Cry. Devil yeah. May Cry is going to be uh, joining the universe of Castlevania. So that is going to be the shit. And I am really looking forward to how they expand upon the universe because the way it ended, there's a lot of loose ends and, and things to be discussed and, and plot points to see. So, yes, it's awesome if you guys on the uh, are on the fence about watching it. If you need something new to watch, not very long. Uh Four episodes for the first season. And then eight or so? Eight for season two. Yeah, so... They're like half-hour clips. Yeah, not very long. You can knock it out in like two days, three days. Yep. Um, Go check it out. It's the shit. If you uh don't like uh, gore, I don't watch it, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good stuff. But yeah, that's my... That's my soapbox. No, really, one. yeah. And you don't have to be a Castlevania fan to enjoy it either. Dude, it's I didn't... I've never played Castlevania. Seriously? Never. Oh, it's one of my childhood never. favorites. And I, I know Steve and you guys have said that, and... I've never been a huge Castlevania fan. I just was like, eh, I'll watch it. Dracula's dope. And uh, I turned it on, and I was like, okay. It, yep. it kind of made me want to play the games, but I, 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 I'm stick with the show. Uh, if you want, I'll give you some recommendations. There's some better than others. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that, I think, is also the same development team behind He-Man, right? Yes. So we're going to see some high-quality yes. animation when it comes to He-Man in the uh, Masters of the Universe on Netflix. I agree. But back to my hero. That show that you need to watch. Yep, the show that I... <laughs> Season 4 comes out October 12th, and they uh, officially confirmed that it will be streamed simulcast, meaning uh, both in Japan and across the world all at once, day and date on October 12th. So that is super awesome, because usually with a lot of animes, they, they get shown first in Japan. You have to wait a week or a month until it comes out to the States. This one they're doing day and date, which is great. It is the subbed version only on October twelfth. So for me, I have to wait a little bit longer because I'm I'm picky and I like to hear my uh, my English actors voice all my characters. Mm -hmm. I, I just can't multitask, man. Pinky up ass, dude. I can't. <laughs> I, I want to see all the action. Yeah, that's I don't I don't blame you. So the dubbed version is confirmed to also be simulcast. So they'll have that uh, at a different date, usually about a week after. A week or two after the that's the, not terrible. It's do, not a big wait. Do you? T I mean, do you run into issues with um, spoilers when when that happens? I it, mean, this is probably the first time that's going to happen. It's either. tough. Uh, not spoilers so much online. Okay. Because I can skip over headlines pretty quick, but a lot of people that I interact with on a day to day basis oh, do watch yeah, anime. That, yeah, you're and, in a sketchy position to. Yeah, so I have to be very careful if someone even brings up, you know the latest my hero i gotta go nope and don't say anything to me so i'm going into the back right now I got yep. <laughs> uh, and i also don't read the manga because i want things to be kind of fresh for the anime for me i, I just don't read manga honestly so okay. anime is where it's at for me when it comes to this stuff 
so yeah, if you are a fan of My Hero, uh, check it out October 12th for the sub, and then probably about a week or two afterwards for the dubbed version instead. That is only a month away. Awesome. So are you super excited? Dude, I, I've been waiting for this all year. <laughs> so how long does it take you to finish a uh, season? Because oh, it, uh, it gets dumped, right? Like, it's dumped. What do you mean? Or is it released? It's week by week. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, but you're up to date as oh, yeah. soon as it drops, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I watch a day and date. Like, I think season three, they released them on Sundays, like, in the morning. Okay. And I'd make sure that I wake up before I went to work every Sunday and watch it. Like, I'm that religious about this, okay, this, this okay. series. Like, just like Saturday morning cartoons as a kid, My Hero is that for me as an adult. I need to watch it. Is there anything in particular that you're like, I, I hope this happens this season? So I I know that this story arc they're going with is one of the fan favorites from the manga, and um, I don't know much about that that storyline. Okay. But judging from how they finished season three, uh, Deku has basically his his provisional hero license, which in that world means that they can basically be heroes in the real world and not be punished for using their powers okay they can actually fight crime like a, like and a they permit can, almost right yeah a permit basically like a driver's permit almost okay. they can do what they're they're trained to do and not get punished for it and uh, i want to see him in the real world doing that as well as he has a new mentor with um his upperclassman called mirio okay he's basically like a, a kid version of all might he looks almost like all might almost oh, okay i've seen what he looks yeah yeah seen. he's really cool he has this ability where you can like phase through stuff and i want to see how he can like help deku grow and go from there and it, it seems like they're focusing a lot more on the villains this who's the strongest hero in this show technically it was all might but now it's i mean it could be deku oh really? all might was the number one hero as far as like ranking they rank their heroes okay. as far as power and popularity and how like good they are at their job but all might was number one and then number two was this guy named Endeavor. Okay. He has a lot of fire abilities. Uh, so now he's technically the number one hero. But as far as raw power is concerned, Deku. Really? We'll see. All you right. got to watch the show, man. <laughs> you need to watch it. All right, all right. Where can I find this on Crunchyroll? So it is on uh, Funimation. It's on Hulu. I think it's also on Crunchyroll as well. It's on Hulu? Yep. Okay, then I'll and see it. That's the other thing, too. Thank you for reminding me, actually. It's not only streaming day and date on Funimation, it's streaming day and date on Hulu as well. They have a partnership with Funimation now for all their anime, so you'll be seeing My Hero same day. Which is owned by Disney. That's true. <laughs> um, do you, they have plans in the works for, uh, what is that? Is that fireworks? Uh, do they have, they have plans for another movie for this, right? Yes, yeah, so uh, one movie's out already, and that came out last year with season three. Yep. And they are making a new movie f to come out this uh, holiday. Oh, already this year? Yeah, this year. Are they playing a live action? Oh, yeah, uh, that was in the works, too. Uh, who was making that? I have no I think idea. it was Legendary? Oh, I, okay, uh, yeah, that's right. We did talk about it I because we be wanted mistaken. to know if it was the same studio that did uh, Hellboy. Yeah. Right. I think it is. But okay. I'm not 100%. They, they've been really quiet on the live action for a while now. So I, I think it's very much in, like, pre-production. I don't think we'll see that for a while. See, that's the thing, too, is, like, that one and uh, Attack on Titan. That was another oh, yeah. anime that I wanted to see live action because they were saying how they were going to make it. And I don't know if you watched Attack on Titan. Yeah. Um, 
Awesome. I didn't see the se- second season. They're, they just wrapped up season three. Okay. So. Did not see the second season. I watched the first season, loved it, and then... It was good. Okay, awesome. Then I'll have to Three check it out. It kind of gets a little weird in the beginning, but it really ramps up near the end. All right, cool. Has the story progressed as far as, like, uh, origins and stuff for these? Yes. Okay, awesome. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of backstory that they go right, through, particularly good. in season three. Okay, good. That's what, that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, so, I mean, I I have the time now, so I'll I'll check out uh, My Hero. What you, you know. should do is just, like, alternate. Watch an episode of My Hero, then move on to Attack on Titan, then just kind of go back and forth. Just have this uh, anime binge. Yeah, do it. Do it. I mean, I, I I used to love watching anime way back when, and it's been a a minute. And the kids actually do like they've been picking up on it. Uh, they've been watching um DBZ abridged, which by the way, for you, uh huh, wait until you're done with the whole everything. And there's a thing called DBZ abridged. I don't know if you're familiar with That's it. That's the one where they like have other voice actors doing yes, funny things. Yes, yes, yeah. and it's like they follow the same story, the same story in a whole. But the details of the stories, they kind of change around. Sure. Um, it's good stuff. It's funny. It's funny as hell. Because as somebody that's seen it and knows what's supposed to happen, to see where they go with it, uh, and the jokes that you're like, you're sitting there watching the show, like, why the hell didn't they do this? They make those references that you were thinking, you know, as they record. So it's something to check out after you're done. But okay. yeah, I'll check out some of this stuff. The kids, I know the kids want to watch like animes and stuff so yeah give it a shot and, and for any listeners that are not or maybe they're on the fence about anime and, and that kind of stuff anime can have a stigma as far as like oh it's just a cartoon why are you watching cartoons oh, it's, it's pretty prevalent out there but if you're curious at all about my hero it's a fantastic story really really well done i think almost justice league meets harry potter so superheroes going to school to learn how to be superheroes and it's really high quality animation, story, acting, all of it. So check it out. All right. All right. And then moving on from there, we have a little bit of uh, Disney Marvel goodness. Oh, yeah. So Disney Plus is coming out this November. And we just got confirmation that the 90s Marvel cartoons that everyone holds near and dear to their hearts is going to be day and date. Same as the launch, so November twelfth, on the service. Which uh, Marvel cartoons would those be? So you th- you think in X Men? Mm-hmm. You think in Spider Man? Okay. Uh, even some stuff that's a little bit more obscure, like I think there's like an Iron Man show or an Avengers show. Okay. Um, and then all the old Spider Man shows too. So like the weird ones from like the seventies with Iceman and what is it? <laughs> uh, what's her name? The 70s one? Yeah, it's not yeah, very good. Spider-Man I, and Friends? It's not very good. It, it, I've seen it. It's all right. It's not it's, very it's good. It's definitely <laughs> dated. But the biggest two, for sure, are the Spider-Man and X-Men shows from Dude, the 90s. yes. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, if you guys... There's a lot of people that have not ever seen the original X-Men... Well, not... Yeah, the original X-Men cartoon. The 90s Jim Lee's X-Men cartoon. And I... If again with anime and animation, cartoons, stuff like that, if you guys don't think they hold a high enough substance for you, I would watch some of those older shows. Cause just in the first episode alone with Forge, I think it's is it Forge or the guy that can um, I don't think it's Forge. It's somebody no. that can mor- morph. It's morph. It's morph in um Wolverine. They like have this friendship, and you kind of like see this thing that oh, yeah. happens between them. Yep, yep, yep. In the first episode and. I I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum where I think animes are better at capturing emotion 
just because of how much time you have to develop characters and develop story arcs and and whatnot uh, versus a movie. You know, you only have a short amount of time. And then when you go to watch an anime, you see stuff that you can't really do in, in live action stuff. I mean, you can nowadays with like the effects, but sure. like generally speaking, cartoons and animation was an avenue to show stuff that you couldn't see live action. And I just think that it holds a lot more weight than a lot of people give credit for. And the older shows like Spider-Man and X-Men are one of the like top tier like superhero superhero shows for sure. Uh but just in general cartoons, like I thought they were really really well done. And that's the reason like one of the big reasons why I do like the X-Men is because of that show. Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. it wasn't because of, it wasn't because of the comics for me. It was that show and I was like, "Oh my god, I love Gambit." You know, and that's one of the reasons is because I watched the cartoon. That is the show. That that show introduced me to X-Men. I didn't read X-Men comics or even Spider-Man comics before then. I was mainly a Batman kid. And then those shows came out and I was like, "What the hell is this?" and loved it. And that's what got me into reading more comics about that stuff was yep. the shows. So, I know all I know about those uh those heroes because of those cartoons. Yeah, that's where I based most of my information from too yeah, as well. Because they actually pretty faithfully cover a lot of the comic storylines. Yeah, and then they came, became their own comics. So. Yeah, exactly. So uh, for for those parents out there that have kids that have not really experienced those shows before, show them to you to them. And if you are a uh, fan of them, and you get to rewatch rewatch this shit. your yeah. childhood. Yep. So does that kind of win you over as far as Disney Plus? Oh, dude, I was kind of like. Already, the first conversation we had, I was like, eh, Disney Plus, you know, I don't know about it. And then the second conversation we had about, you know, The Simpsons and everything else that was coming to it. And then the fact that Hulu was packaging with it with uh, ESPN. And I was like, all right, I'm kind of sold on the price point price point alone, you know. Right. And then, then when they announced this shit, I was like, okay, all right. I mean, they're doing they're doing a lot to get people to come in and – you know, I, I, Pedro, you gotta get it, bro. <laughs> you gotta get it. It's uh, it's eight bucks a month for Disney Plus by itself, or I think it's what thirteen yep. or twelve for all the other shit for the entire package bundle set. Uh, yep. I'm only yep. gonna go with the individual things. I've already had Hulu in the past. I don't want it at the moment. Okay. But um, it's just there's so much content coming from that that streaming service. There's the Mandalorian. There's all this Marvel live action shows. There's all this old school stuff. I need it. Yeah, there's a lot. There is a it. lot. There's so much content out here. So now, if they have gargoyles on there too, oh my god! You think they'll be? You think they'll I get it? I love that cartoon. Was that a Disney-owned property? Yeah, that was Disney. It was. Gargoyles was the shit, man. It was the shit. You ready for that live-action movie? That'll never happen. Oh, that's happening, bro. No, it's not. Oh yeah, it's happening. From where? Oh, it's happening. Is this official? I don't know. You're making things up, man. <laughs> I'm just making things up right now, but uh, it's happening. Breaking news. <laughs> it's happening. It's, I mean, that'd be cool. I'd be kind of weird looking, but I'd be down for it. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So moving on from animation, we have the last on the docket. That is the fig life. You, I would, uh, well, of course, there's uh, some assembly required. All right. And with that, Funko, always in the news, always releasing a new and exciting uh, Funko toy lines with their pop series. They are doling out a third series of Marvel Endgame Funko Pops. Yet another. Yep. Dude, I, I don't know when they're going to stop. 
when it stops making money. I guess. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love my Funkos, but there's so many. How many IPs do you think they have? Oh, dude, they All got of them? A, a lot of them. If not, I mean, anything in the last five years, yeah, it has been a Funko. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So uh, this new Endgame line, if you're a Marvel collector or an Endgame fan, has some pretty cool figures in it, actually. There's about, I think, six total, seven total. Uh, first is the Hulk holding two tacos. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, second is a gamer Korg holding All a right. controller, and he has a headset on, so that, that was a Noob Slayer moment. Yep. Uh, third 69. is uh, Fat Thor with no shirt, and he's holding a pizza slice. Okay. That's dope. Fourth is a Captain Marvel with short hair. All right, with the hockey. Yep. All right. Um, and then Dopeness. fifth is Farmer Thanos. Right before he gets his right fucking shit split. Murdered. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> when he's making breakfast. Okay, breakfast Thanos. All right, I'm with it. He's all peaceful and he gets <laughs> his head just chopped or yeah. all chopped off. Yep. And then these last two are the ones that I am most keen on that I may actually pick up. I don't do a lot of Marvel or, or uh, you know just Infinity War stuff or Endgame stuff, but these two are pretty cool. Uh, Iron Spider. Okay. In attack mode, so with the red eyes. Oh, and there's the one one kill or yep. instant kill mode. Insta kill mode. Yep. Holding the gauntlet. So he has the. Oh, he's got. He's running. Okay, yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. He I has the spider arms out. He's in his insta kill mode. He's that's holding the gauntlet. Cool. It looks awesome. And this is the one that I've seen the most popular so far. Uh, Cap. The one what? and only Captain America, holding Mjolnir and a broken uh, Iron Man or not Iron Man. Excuse me. Holding his broken shield. Shield. All right. In the other hand. And there's a bunch of lightning on the bottom of the platform where he stands. It, it looks really cool. It, are those going to be the harder ones to find? I think they're going to be the ones that go first, for sure. Okay. Those two hands down. They're, they're some of the most popular characters in Marvel anyway. But the quality of the figures are just great. They're excellent. And then at New York Comic Con, uh, Funko also announced a bunch of new Marvel Funkos that are kind of almost part of that line. Um one for sure is, and that's uh, Tony Stark Funko, where he has the nano gauntlet on his hand. Okay. There was a fan-made one from a while ago that people were all crazy about because it had like a little bit of blood on his like chin and stuff, and he had the gauntlet, and it was fan-made. This one is an official New York Comic Con uh, Funko that's going through Amazon, so it's exclusive to Amazon. Uh, they're also doing a uh, Space Stanley, like when he's when he's, when he's with uh, the, the Watchers. watchers? Okay. Yep. Um, I think that's through Walmart, and then there is a a old school comics style Nick Fury, and then a Dark Phoenix as well that are coming out for the Marvel series. So that that's that, not it. This is not it. Nope. Okay. Is this fan made? That's fan made, dude. Some of these fan mades are pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. One's going through all these uh, Google images of fan made. <laughs> I'm spider looking at toys. like all these. I'm trying to find all the pops and stuff. Just type in uh, Funko Endgame. All right. I am not. You picked the wrong thing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so. Google, uh, man. Oh. Maybe? There you go. There we go. Isn't that dope? That is the dope. Iron spider? Yep. Yeah, it's great. I may get that one, actually. The farmer Thanos, though. Got he's that, all chill. Yeah, he's got that, like, that, that, he's got that, you know, the white tee. He just got that white. It's like a wool tee and shit. Yep. Put that thing on, having a good day. Sun was out. Yep. Then he got wrecked. Then Thor just ruined his life. Uh, real quick. Um, yeah. So Jordan Peele reportedly wanted to make a Gargoyles movie at Disney. 
wanted to or is? He wants to. Ah, uh, wanted to is one thing. Yeah, but it's Jordan Peele, bro. I mean, that, that'd be <laughs> that'd be the weirdest combination Live ever. Live action Jordan Peele rated R Disney Gargoyles movie. Dude, that's like a fan wet dream right there. Yeah. Like, that's just, I don't know. I want that. I want that real bad, but I don't think it's going to happen. Me either. Um, but yeah, so that was that was that. And with that, we have the show. All right, that's it? That's it. All right. Uh, we, we cruised. We that was did. like an hour and a half? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, it's an uh, hour and 28 minutes. So we got a couple things to wrap up. Yeah. Um, we have a winner for the Name the Frame on our Facebook. If you go every Monday, there's a new frame there to be uh, figured out, actually. There's a... A frame that our my, my sister does, she puts one on there and has everybody kind of like try to figure it out, and then your names get put into a uh, raffle, and she draws a name. I'm assuming I'm assuming it's on a wheel. Gets drawn, and whoever gets the you know whoever wins, we disclose that information here on the show. And the only way that you'll figure that out is if you listen to the show. So I will find the winner of this segment. <laughs> So the winner of uh, the Name the Frame this week is Tim Tuca. It was for the movie Clifford. Have you ever seen that movie, Joel? Like the Big Red, Big Red Dog? No. Uh, same name. Different movie with uh, Martin Short and I can't remember the other actor's name. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, this kid wants to go to Dinosaur World. No? Dude, this happens every episode. <laughs> like Even with half of us here, it's like every episode someone's like, have you watched this thing, Joel? Yes, I know. And it's I'm great. just like, nope. It's the, greatest, it. it's the greatest running joke of the oh show. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so <laughs> old 80s movie, uh, definitely super cheesy, but uh, pretty funny. But, yeah, Tim Tuca, you won. So, um, congrats. Yeah, congratulations. Give us your information. Send it to the page, and we will send out your prize. Um, and, yeah, so we got a couple of show polls. I didn't write out too many because Facebook's still doing this. It's all janky. Whack, yeah, some whack stuff. Whack. But uh, I will go through the ones that I made because I think there's like three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not very many. It's, uh, it's easier when there's more uh, more people here. But um, let's see. What do we got here? What do we got? So I said sad movie. Pa- it's supposed to be like sad period or whatever. Sad movie pass is gone. And Rob was like, what is this poll even asking? And I said, movie pass is no more. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, "What is movie pass?" Oh, seriously? Yeah, I guess so. But wow. somebody said Mark Brennan said they changed people's passwords on heavy users. So is it not gone? No, it's done. Okay, it's As gone. As of today. Okay, it's done. And um, let's look at the voting. So are you sad? I'm gonna go based on you. Are you Me? Uh, yeah. Are you sad? No, nah, whatever. All right. Yeah. No, nah, whatever. So uh, 84% of voters voted no. Are you excited for the Witcher series? Of course. 88% said. Fuck yes. Hell yeah. Um, do you know who Polka Dot Man is? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Uh, 95% of people said no. <laughs> I like the more dots. Um, That's funny. Vincent says, is it the same guy from the animated series or a different dude? No idea. And he goes, Sorry, no, no, man. no. No, it's not. I'm thinking of s- the spot. Also two different universes. So yeah, not very many people know who Polka Dot Man is. So maybe this like this dude could be I'm telling you, a man. home run or he's gonna remain the same. He's gonna be dope as fuck. Living in obscurity happen. for the rest of his life. And the last poll that I made was 
Have you watched Castlevania on Netflix? Oh, please be good. Yes, yes, yes. 86% said no. Y'all missing out. Yeah, so I said it's the shit. So definitely check those out. But yeah, those are this week's poll. And that's it. That's it. And with that, that, that is it. Yep, that we are is wrapping it. up another episode, episode 57, y'all. So thank you for listening to us. Of course, as always, check out our Facebook page. Give us some likes. Give us some love. You, uh, have anything that you want us to do different, let us know. If yep. you love what we do, let us know that too. Yeah. And we will, of course, see you next week on yet another episode. Yep, we will do. All right, see ya. See you guys. <laughs>